Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of this podcast. If you are new here, my name is Fedora. This is the Talk with Fedora podcast. And I'm so happy that you are here to listen. I told you guys last week that this week is going to be bam. So um, this week, we're going to be talking about like a very... I wanted to say topic, but mm, let me just... Uh, you guys would have seen the topic. What am I saying? Anyways, we're going to be talking about something very, very, very important. Very relatable because every one of us has gone through that phase of life so i'm not going to be doing the talking i decided to invite one of my friends so amaka is a very good friend of mine we've regularly had um (laughs) discussions like this just in my room where we just sit down and talk about this and talk about this and talk about this kind of thing so i was like you know why not why not listen to um our experiences what we have to say about childhood trauma and um how god plays a role in all of this so stay tuned and this is going to be like a semi-seamless conversation um what you are going to be listening to now is a conversation that we had um a few days back so just listen bye Hi, Amaka, what's up? Welcome to the Talk with Fader. Guys, she has been begging me. She paid me money, Seth, so that she can be on this <laughs> So that she can be on this podcast. Well, it's a privilege. Is that what I'm supposed to say? No, no, no. It's a privilege for you to be here. <laughs> I'm just kidding, please. I'm so happy that she did, she agreed to this. I'm so privileged to have you here, Amaka. Thank you so much for doing this with me. So let me just give you the chance to tell me about yourself. Introduce yourself to us. Amaka is a great writer, guys. Just in case she doesn't mention it or doesn't help herself enough. I'm just telling you in advance. You can take, check out our page on Instagram at penpaperlow. So, yeah. Introduce yourself. Okay, um, myself, what's, what's about myself? I'm Chamaka Ovinachuku. Um, um, my dad is going to be so disappointed in me for like the trivial way I just pronounced my sonny, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, the whole ebotic accent infuses yourself for I'm Chamaka. And um, Fida's Cosmit. And I'm an avid listener of her podcast. Oh, an avid listener to her podcast and how that goes and kind of fixated on English language. Sorry, yeah, and I get lost in my words. Lost. You're going to listen that throughout because of this uh, episode. You have to, you have to forgive me. Just give me due pardon from now. So yeah, I'm Chamaka. I'm a medical student. I love writing, like she just mentioned. I try to do my best with it. I think I manage that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I, I do my best. I love writing. I love God. I love studying the things of God. I love encouraging others. I, I love doing something like this, you know. If if only I could be more as consistent as Faye is, I would have a podcast of my own, but oh well. Story for another day. Uh, let me just button at this at this junction. Eh? Slander <laughs> in my very before. I love guys, she literally ah. Uh, she was in my DM for days. She camped at my doorstep to invite me over here. Oh, I listen to anything she says. <laughs> Honestly, like it's an honor to be here today. I'm very excited about this. Can you tell? Sister for another day. 
Anyway, sorry to Daddy Amaka. We are sorry we've legalized her. We've, even though I'm not from Lagos, whatever. Um, <laughs> so today we'll be talking about. Let's jump right into what we're talking about, right? I'm sure the people listening are tired of our 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 jokes. I know, I know, I know. Don't worry, we're getting right into it. <laughs> Okay, so today we'll be talking about, um, I decided to call it the crushed child because as I was thinking about a proper topic for this, what just came to my mind is the way that there's this kind of abuse that a lot of children have gone through that has kept them or withdrawn them from enjoying life and has affected them throughout their childhood more than they would want to admit. You know, there are things that I would look back on that happened as a child, and then I see how it has, how I can still see traces of those behaviors in me right now. Like sometimes it's like my inner child comes out, and I <laughs> and I begin to do weird things. <laughs> in fact, it can be so crazy. But more importantly, so many people may have gone through like abuse sexually physically verbally emotionally different forms of abuse and you know mainly as nigerians even as christians we've we've learned especially as christians to like um tuck it into a corner and then just pray just we had learned we've learned to just say this model prayer to god without ever really bringing this out and then as we begin to give ourselves to god and become vulnerable in our work with him it begins to remove the the ineffective band-aids that we've placed on these wounds because he wants to take every little broken piece and bring not just he doesn't just want to like put a band-aid on it he wants to fix it he wants to heal it he wants to make us whole in him so we, we want to talk about the process leading up to that the process of the vulnerability the process of giving ourselves to him the process of opening up these wounds how is it like what is it like so i'm i'm going to be leaving the floor to amaka now she's going to be talking to us about you know the effects of should we should we bottle these things obviously i know we shouldn't but how can i help not bottling it what does this stage of opening up look like do i have to talk to people about it questions like this and i hope that the questions of your hearts are being answered even as we go into this podcast okay thank you so much Rida, for this um opportunity once again i'm happy to be on the platform <coughs> okay for, for the discussion of the day the crushed child wow that's like a very intense um topic head that's that's a very intense header (laughs) the crushed child so like i always say anytime i'm tasked with speaking about trauma i always say trauma is cancer i always begin that way you need to get the picture clearly because that like most people find mental health to be too abstract to relate with especially when you've not had personal um run-ins with mental health issues with the beast that is mental health illness when you've not had a personal encounter with it it's so hard to relate 
it's so hard to come to terms with the fact that these are these are real things happening to real people psychologically these are real things like real processes real damage being done within a person's mind as real as cutting your finger with a knife can be so that's why i always begin with line trauma is cancer and you need to get that as fact you need to get that down as fact so it is something it is a tumor about an invisible one growing within your brain that is only going to fester that's only going to grow bigger and get worse and smellier and um impede your function more the more that you the longer that you let it fester the more you don't the more you don't attend to it the more you don't address it um okay and the whole thing about praying trauma away is something that is very rampant amongst the christian community like you said yes it's something it's it's embedded so deeply into the christian culture like a lot of people actually do believe do very much believe very strongly believe that it is undoctrinal or unbiblical for you to seek human help in cases of trauma but when you really get the concept that trauma is real is as real as cancer is as real as 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 brain tumors or as liver cancers and stuff like things that they have to cut into you to get out then you understand then that's where it becomes it starts looking and then you begin to see how shallow it is to believe that you don't need some human assistance or god cannot heal you of this of this ailment by um, by uh, by the help of human hands he can and that's why therapy is very much in line with christianity or with christian living therapy does not go against any christian doctrines and doesn't negate anything that is stated in the bible or anything like that so um, just to discredit that belief is very very rampant actually a lot of people think that way so um you cannot pray trauma away certainly you can you cannot do that you cannot pray trauma away alone prayer cannot be a standalone um treatment for trauma it can't be you can pray for assistance you can pray for the holy spirit to guide you to the to the right sources for you to when you're when you're trying to find self-help treatments or like when you're trying when you're trying to research on your issue yourself and trying to find ways to better your life yourself you can pray for the holy spirit to direct you to write to the right sources either internet sources or human sources and all of that you can pray for the holy spirit to bring the right people into your life that will be as invested in your healing as you are and that will go out of their way to make it possible in whatever way that they can we are um, a communal um religion christianity we are expected to live in community we are expected to exist in community we are expected to be each other's arms and limbs and eyes and all of that so you can pray for the holy spirit to give you the right community that is going to not that's not going to choke your healing that's going to let it blossom now that yes prayer alone cannot 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 do the entire the entire work prayer cannot be a substitute for the community i'm talking about here so yeah i don't believe you can pray through my way and um the effects of trauma are so wide ranging like they, they, they range so wide they reach so deep 
trauma take when trauma takes root in, within you it's 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 roots travel so deep it's like tap roots if you ever did agriculture in secondary school or something it's like tap the tap root system it digs deep so you want to uproot trauma you have to go to the roots you have to you have to trace it back to the roots and you have to pinpoint the exact factors that culminated in the development of that trauma and the 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 best way to trace trauma to its roots is by um adding up all your trauma responses to form the larger picture like try to pinpoint how you respond to certain situations that mirror situations that you were put through that you had to live through in your childhood because the truth is that trauma most most often more often than not develops in, in childhood trauma because in childhood you're, you're very impressionable your mind is yet fully yet to be fully developed your on your your consciousness is not very f- well formed you're not stable mentally and emotionally and you're not responsible for yourself as yet so like other people are responsible for you not just in terms of finances or in provision in terms of formulating what you think in terms of telling you what is appropriate to think and what is not and how is appropriate to respond to situations and how is not so that's why uh, most trauma dates back to childhood period so yeah you have to take stock of your trauma responses to be able to clearly analyze what exactly your trauma stems from yeah and like you rightly said yes god doesn't want to just throw some band-aids onto your trauma or help you dig a deeper hole to bury it into so you don't have to notice it because it is cancer the, the the more you ignore it the more it grows and the more the harder it becomes to ignore it you get so he wants you to address it he wants you to deal with it and the particular reason why the reason i believe that god certainly wants us to address our core issues address the the things that make us broken is number one because if you do not know you are broken or if you do not acknowledge that you are broken you cannot acknowledge that you need a mender you cannot acknowledge that you need mending and god is the mender he wants to be that for you he wants to be that in your life so you cannot acknowledge and ask him into your house ask him into your tent if you do not if you not recognize if you not first recognize that you have some broken windows and doors and stuff you have things to be fixed so he needs you to sit with your grief to sit with your pain to sit with your trauma and acknowledge it feel the pain so that you can feel the need for him to take it away and the second reason why you need to acknowledge your trauma appropriately to be able to live the god life to be able to live the the christian way is because if you do not acknowledge that you are a traumatized person you will continue to transmit that trauma like leprosy as quickly as leprosy can spread that's how quickly your trauma will leap from you to your surrounding to the people to your surroundings and to the the people in your immediate environment like wildfire truly i've seen it happen like clockwork i've been a case study myself it has happened with me so I, i i can say that with full confidence so like if you do not address your trauma if you do not accept it acknowledge it and then begin work on getting rid of it or on taming it because you don't exactly lose trauma that's another thing i will get into subsequently but if you do not address your trauma appropriately then 
you will transmit it hurt people hurt people hurt people hurt people i said that again for emphasis so the the thing is if you do not know that the reason why you snap at a person you say you claim to love a person you really do feel like you love and you actually care about but you snap at the person at the least instance or at the slightest uh, provocation if you don't understand that the reason you do that is because that was what you were raised to consider the norm and it has been so imbued into your subconscious that even as an adult person or as a semi-adult person who has um, experienced other cultures and who has come to understand that that is not a logical response to provoking provocative situations if you will not you will not get past it you will not you will not be able to tame that you will not be able to train yourself to respond differently if you do not first understand the reason you you, you respond that way at all you understand so god doesn't want us hurting our brethren god wants us to build each other up god wants us to be to be helpers for each other god wants us to to live in communion peaceful communion and you cannot live in peaceful communion if you do not know the if you, if you cannot relate like godly people with other people not because not of your choosing per se but because you were not um indoctrinated you, you were not fed that doctrine as that when you were being taught how to relate with people the first the family is the first um tier and the social ladder so like your family your relationship with your family members is going to shape your relationship with other people uh, um in um inadvertently that's the word sorry yes it's going to shape your relationship with that people inadvertently whether you whether you like it or not on a subconscious level because your family is going to your family is the model for how people should treat people so if you were not fed a good model god is trying to re- rewire you to imbibe the model of jesus but you can't do that if you do not first acknowledge that you were not fed a good model that what you are used to what you what was what was sold to you as a norm growing up was not the norm actually was not the right way there's there's a more appropriate way wow (laughs) i am learning so much from what amaka is saying right now and i think it's important that we're taking note of these things i think it's important to note the fact that we have to acknowledge that there is a problem that's the whole issue about vulnerability even if you decide to uh close off or close up to everybody in the world there's one person that you must always put in the effort to be true to to be open to whenever you go to that presence of god make sure that you are open you are completely surrendering so that he can take all these things up and then and then mend them together so now chemaka has said that there's a more appropriate way and shortly she's going to be telling us just how it's like going to god and just surrendering this to him and then we'll be concluding from there okay so to get into the aspect of getting vulnerable with god bearing yourself to god and the necessity for this the thing is, you, I, I will use myself and my personal experience to better explain it. But before I get into that, I would like to say that you have to acknowledge that God is supreme and God is omniscient and he knows best and 
he ordered your every step from your birth and he understands the he understands the tenacity the extent of tenacity that you had and how much he understood that you could thrive through that situation even though you cannot yet see it yourself you cannot yet see how that situation would have has projected you into better heights or how that situation has projected you into a stronger or more developed more advanced version of yourself okay so um when i was in secondary school a few years back i had a family issue that projected strongly into my interpersonal relationships the effects of that family issue i my parents were going through a messy separation very very messy like heavy stuff and i was smack right smack in the middle of it i was it threw my life upside down and i was so angry at them for how much it was disorienting me and how much it was um you know interfering with my own life and that anger i let it grow and grow without addressing it i kept on trying to act fine for them i kept on trying to act brave and untouchable you know invincible for my siblings too because i'm the um, second of five children so i felt a little responsible for my siblings for the mental for the emotional states of my own siblings so i was trying to like shield them from the truth of my own emotional state so they could um find some comfort in that or find some protection in my own stability something like that so but then i would lash out a lot at people because there was just a lot of anger brewing within me in my head and in my heart there was a lot of resentment so for unrelated things things that had nothing to do with the the real cause of the anger i would lash out i would try to you know expel some of that energy like try to let go of some of that heat try to, to unburden myself a bit on on seeming people on innocent people on people who had nothing whatsoever to do with how what my internal environment and what was making me feel that was keeping me that tense and all of that so i didn't like it because it was really interfering with my relationships and i decided that i was when i was at my wit's end when i tried to work on it by myself when i tried to um when i tried to 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 brave it myself and i saw that that wasn't working out i said that i would have to talk to somebody or, le- or, or that thing would completely rid me of human relationships it would rid me of friends completely so i and i wasn't i was too proud to approach anybody and besides with all young teens i didn't expect to anybody to be to welcome such body i didn't want to embody myself on somebody who was just as clueless as me or somebody who would have very little to no input to give and all of that so i talked to the one person that i could comfortably talk to the person that could not talk back quote unquote to reproach me or to judge me or to judge my reactions or to judge my interpretation of things just someone that would just be there to listen so i could just vent to and that was good so i did that and well i will not say that i am a person who is devoid of anger now but i'm certainly a person who is more in control of my anger because i talked about my anger 
to God. And he, I, I was honest with him about how much I hated being that angry child, being the angry girl, being the girl everybody had to tiptoe around or walk on eggshells around. I was honest about that. I was honest about the fact that it was making me hate myself. And so God, you know, showed me. He made me understand. It was, it was just a sense of an increased sense of self-awareness that's that's the way i my answer came that's the way my 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 divine answer came as far as i'm concerned it was an increased sense of self-awareness i I became aware hyper aware of the fact that this i was taking on the bodies of some other people i was taking on luggage that was not mine i was bearing baggage that was not mine to carry this was the baggage of my parents this was their issue this was their shortcoming that it was their fault it was their flaw and i was carrying it on as like my as my own and i was i was passing it on to other people in the process and all of that so like i began to understand better that what i went through had nothing to do with me it was not of my doing so i did not have to suffer for it that was the realization that came to me and it helped me to it's it's further strengthened me to be able to be more conscious about my um responses in triggering situations situations that would make me feel cheated or situations that would make me feel uh, wronged or situations that would make me feel like that i was being dismissed or stuff like that those are my triggers so it made me more conscious that okay the same way in the same way that i did not deserve to bear the brunt of two people's mess in the same way other people out there do not deserve to bear the brunt of my own mess you know that's what i'll say wow 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 yes that is so so true and i'm happy that for you you recognize how the answer came for you and it's important to know that it can come in different ways it can come in a way that god will send someone to your life it can come in different versions you know and one thing that is important is that we should not, we should not box god and a, in a particular style of working in that oh i'm expecting that it's just going to come down and then light will just fill my heart no it's going to be a step-by-step process and you should one thing that is important to notice that you god is not giving up on you anytime soon god is not giving up on you anytime at all and that's beautiful just to know that you have that constant friend there and i hope we've gained a lot from this particular episode i have in fact i'm almost close to tears <laughs> and um just like i like to say after every podcast i want us to always take an action plan immediately after we listen what are we going to do from here here on um, my advice to you is to sit down and properly evaluate and start from the beginning like we said the acknowledging of the fact that um, there might be something wrong I just remembered the word acknowledging that was my first episode of this podcast you can scroll down and listen it's called the forgetful acknowledger <laughs> just acknowledge the facts you know that there's something wrong and that you need a mender and I can tell you that God is more than ready to provide you with every form of grace for everything that you need throughout the healing process. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. See you guys next week.